Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-op partner, Nave. Each pod will play through a cooperative experience and then relate to you, the listener, if this game is a creme de la creme of co-op or something better off playing solo. Hey, Nave. How's it going? Oh, you know, it's going pretty good. It's storming out. What? didn't reverse it on you. Yeah, you you turned it back on me. The old, how's it going? It feels like every single consecutive intro you do you're happier and happier <laughs> in the middle of it yeah. i don't know just that little intro sentence we always do or that i wrote you know as a placeholder this sounds like the cheesiest cringe thing i can come up with we'll rewrite it before we do our first episode and then i never rewrote never it. Got around it yeah and so now we're always saying creme de la creme of co-op and just going with it eventually something random like there's going to be a ebb and flow of all of this one thing i was listening to the last episode of the podcast and i was like man maybe i need a swear jar because <laughs> it's like a placeholder word while my brain is buffering between my mouth and my brain i just say fucking uh this yeah get the swear jar that's something i would quit very soon though i don't i don't want to have to that's too much money plus sounds like a lot of maintenance to maintain it i mean well, I have a change jar right back there, but... But then you got to carry cash. It's a it's a whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't carry. I don't know who carries cash anymore. Sometimes I'll have, like, a $5 bill in case I stop by somewhere that I need to tip them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, here, get out, get away from me. Or whenever, like, one of those people outside the gas stations ask you for money. Oh, yeah, the, the homeless people. Yep, very sad. So, Nave, on that note, what have you been playing? Easy to guess. It's still Yakuza and Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. I barely played any Mass Effect since the last time we talked but the little bit i did play i was drinking because i was off on sunday so i was like i'm gonna get drunk and i'm gonna play mass effect there's so much characterization of side characters in that game that have completely gone over my head it must have when i was in high school you could talk to your boy cortez who runs the uh the not the he doesn't run the normandy he's not he's not joker the pilot but he's the pilot of the little tiny shuttle that takes you down to the planet's surface i don't know what that shuttle is called but i know what you're talking I don't about maybe it's just called the shuttle <laughs> it's something like that oh that's no fun every time you talk to him like in between missions you just learn more and more lore like backstory about this so i was probably about six tall boys in i was getting to the point where i was going to stop remembering pretty soon what i was playing and you go down there and it's like you hear like an action movie he's there's like they're like gunfire and he's like get down get down what in the fuck coming from cortez's place and i was like I'm going to go talk to him. And whenever you get over there and you hit A on him, it starts the cutscene-like quality of dialogue where the camera just stops on the... It's like a portrait mode on your phone. And he's crying. And I'm like, what's going on? Is this a sad movie? And then he's like, oh, he's like, sorry, Commander. This is my husband. The last thing I ever heard from him. Six months ago, he died. And I was like, what? (laughs) Cortez! (laughs) And he's just like, I should, he's like, whenever the Reapers came to Earth, everyone was like, grab what you need and get onto the Normandy, and I just grabbed this one thing. (laughs) And I was like, my husband would want me to move on, but why do I need to move on if the entire galaxy around me is falling apart? And I was like, god damn. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I'm crying. Alright, can you drive the shuttle down so I can mine this ore? I was literally just running, because in between every mission, I'll just run around the Normandy and talk to everybody. Yeah. Because you never know who has new dialogue and stuff. I'm trying to absorb all of it so that I don't have to play it again. But uh, yeah, I don't remember any of that stuff. 
I don't even remember you being able to talk to Cortez in the in the third game. I don't think I did it at all as a kid. I think I was just going, all right, is Garrus's shit done? Yes. All right, is Morden's shit done? Yes. Okay, I'm good. I can die now. <laughs> we can go to the end. The two boys. I mean, but, that's yeah, pretty it's, great. It's it's really good. There's a couple of people that you get to talk to and interact with, and I'm like, uh, makes it all worth it, saving the universe, you know? Yeah, it's nice going back to, like, those older games and finding them deeper than you remember. Especially because, like, I've been kind of shelving Garrus, because I'm like, okay, I know Garrus rules and everything, but I've been playing with the Prothean, and the Prothean is just a space Nazi. I don't know if people know. There's DLC where you get a Prothean, and he is just incredibly racist to everything. Back in his day, we were all just baby races like we we weren't sentient yet still bumping rocks together he's like oh wow the squid people actually got out of the ocean huh (laughs) you know we used to eat you guys with with soy or something like uh it's it's awesome it's not awesome to be racist but it's awesome because he's such a departure the whole series you're like these prothean were like the most um, ambivalent amazing things there's but they made all this technology we can only imagine how awesome they were. And then you find a Prothean, and he's just like the last thing you would expect him to be like. He's just incredibly mean, heartless, ruthless dude. It almost seems like the Greek god thing where, oh, they're the gods. But it then turns out they're all jerks, and they just yeah. do whatever they want. The best part is, too, is that everyone has unique dialogue with them. So when you have them in the party, it's the first time you ever see Rex. And Rex is like, we need to get the female Krogan. It's the only thing that can save our species, this female that isn't affected by the genophage. And then the Prothean just speaks up. He's like, if anyone gets in our way, we will kill them swiftly. And Rex turns around. He's like, who the hell is that? Because <laughs> nobody knows what a Prothean looks like. They're like, what in the hell is this guy doing? He's like, and he's always sulking in a corner, like behind everything, like Very where no edgy. one can see him. Yeah. He's, it's so funny. I like to pair him up with Liara. Liara is canonically like this Prothean researcher. She's like 110, and she's dedicated her life to researching the Protheans. And she just is always astonished at what he's saying. She's just like, okay, this is what I dedicated my life for, is learning about these guys. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. So you've been playing Darkest Dungeon now, have you, besides all the other usual suspects? It's really good. But I don't want to talk about Darkest Dungeon. I'm going to talk about Pokemon the Trading Card Game. Uh, Pokemon the Trading Card Game, a game for babies, am I right? Baby game. Yes, I agree. But what if I told you it's not babies that are playing this game? You sure? Do you play with, like, webcams on? No, that'd be weird. <laughs> Do you remember, dude, wait, time out. Do you remember in the Xbox 360 yeah. Uno you could play with your webcam turned on? <laughs> so people yeah, could, that was weird, too. Was so weird. The weirdest people were doing that. <laughs> I want to see. But again, we would do it with like toaster and shadow, <laughs> and we'd webcam while playing Uno. You want to see the look of astonishment on their face when they get draw forward, you know? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> this is an experiment. <laughs> yeah, and do you know how many other games actually included the webcam feature? Uh, throwback to Rainbow Six Vegas, they did that. You could put your face on your character. Yeah, it never model. worked. I never got it to work. Very sad. And then there was also um, Burnout Paradise did it. Because when you oh, would crash yeah. somebody, it would take a snap picture of them just as they crashed. And it was so weird because I don't know who would have that hooked up because it's using one of your USB ports in your Xbox, which you only have three. And usually you need it for, like, the charger, the wireless adapter, and then I guess one for the webcam. I don't know who's using those oh, ports. I fucking forgot that the ports. OG Xbox 360 needed the wireless adapter. That had the little antenna yeah. poking out. Oh, God. that was It looked so dumb. 
But yeah, and so like the second they would crash in their car, as you crash them, it would take a picture of them, and you just like you'd forget that that was a feature till you crash someone online, and you just see a picture of someone sitting on their couch. <laughs> you know, it's like, why do I need to see this? It's like the, just no reaction on their face. But anyways, Pokemon. Oh, oh well, go I was ahead. gonna say, have you played Alien Isolation, the Alien uh, horror game no. on the Xbox One and PS4? Oh yeah, yeah, I played it. Um, that game. I know the Connect. Yeah, I think I I don't know if you could use it cuz well you can use a connect in that game and the you you have to turn this on but um it made the game way harder because if you made noise when the alien was around the alien would hear you. So if you were being loud in real life like if you would go oh shit it's the alien you, it, you know <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> the alien would hear oh, shit, you. That's yeah. The, that's how it goes. Yeah. The alien would hear you. And it's, it sounds really cool on paper, but it just made the game incredibly hard. If you had, like, a kid or a dog or something that just – your dog just barks. Or and you're anything like, in your no! house. No! <laughs> and then the alien's <laughs> killing you because your dog barked at the squirrel outside. Speaking of aliens, Pokemon. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to build a meta deck now that I actually have some in-game currency. I go online. I'm like, hey, how much should I trade for these cards? Like, what should I ask for? Well, the new set just came out, Chilling Rain, which has Calyrex, the Night Lord Rider horse. is very edgy. I'll send you a picture later. Everyone wants, you know, these new cards. Obviously, it's a new set. They're OP, right? Well, I'm like, I'm trying to build an old budget deck at this point because everyone uses these new decks as basically trading currency. They're like, yo, give me 12 Chilling Rains for this one card. And so you'll give 12 booster packs for that one card. And a booster pack has... 10 cards in it one of them is a you know a mana or a land or what's an energy yeah in their energies in pokemon yep each one has a chance of having one rare you can get maybe one good card out of each pack the rest is just filler i'm going online there's a whole websites that are constantly tracking like the last seven days of trades on each of this card and they're like oh so this one pokemon card you want to trade on pokemon the trading card online well that's worth approximately 0.25 chilling rain packs based on recent market trends or something like that. I'm like, that's ridiculous. It's like, it's like stock market shit. Dude. It is. And then I go and I look and there's somebody doing that exact trade. It's like, yeah, I'm giving away four of these cards for one pack. And I'm like, I need two of those cards for my deck because I don't understand Pokemon meta at this point. So I just got a net deck, <laughs> which for co-op partners at home, a net deck is whenever you just get a list off of, um, you know, any website. I don't know about Pokemon. It obviously has to exist. For Magic, it's like EDA Trek, where it's it's not like... A, you can get deck lists off of there, but on EDA Trek... I don't know if there's anything like this for Pokemon. But uh, on EDA Trek, you can be like, yeah, my commander is Gave, Guru of Spores. And then it'll be like, these are cards from the newest set that are good in that deck and then here's the best cards in that deck and then here's what a bunch of people are playing and you can sort it by like it's like oh but i'm playing gave planeswalkers and it's like okay well this is what people are doing with that because nothing is original in in commander anymore because it's so widely played yeah if it's popular there's going to be tons of iterations and people are going to figure out what is good. good thing about EDA track because it will re- it'll recommend you in commander you have a hundred card decks but like for- forty to thirty why did I go backwards thirty to forty of those cards are going to be lands but it will recommend you like a hundred and fifty cards 
so you can just kind of look through and you can change it by budget you can be like okay i'm i'm a cheap player so it won't show you anything more than like ten dollars mm-hmm. and so and it'll show you things that people are playing it'll show you synergy percentages and stuff like that i don't know how they get the percentage but it's like this card is 71 percent synergistic with your deck i'm like okay cool bro whatever you know and that helps like i played for so long i don't ever look at any of that shit and for the most part i know what i want i only ever check it to see the new cards in the sets because i never look at the new sets i it it's so boring to me now to just look at ev- all the 180 cards that oh, come man, out and you're so just like many. trying to think you're like i just i'm just going to wait for people to start using these cards and then i'll see who what what's starting to come out of the what is it the chaff the wheat from the chaff yep getting that uh the cream the creme de la creme maybe of the chaff hey i nailed that analogy yep no uh interesting things in the barrel this week i bring that up because now i'm like actively looking for certain cards where i'm like oh most of the cards i want are only well, most like one chilling rain pack because they're older. It's a, you know a budget deck. Everyone wants the new hotness. I'm trying to build mm. the competitive hotness from last year, pretty much, just so I can compete. And then maybe I'll earn some of the new cards. But I look into it, and there's so many people that are offering ones and twosies. Where I'm like, okay, I know people will offer like I want two copies of this card in my deck, but people are only putting up like one for one trades like one card for one chilling rain pack and i'm like i want better than that so now i'm just like checking each day <laughs> hoping somebody will put up a better deal and that's, that's why yeah this game is not for babies anymore but i thought the trading was going to be like oh i got a squirtle you want to trade it for your little zapdos or something but no this Dude, is it like reminds a me of uh playing old school runescape as a kid before the grand yeah. exchange existed the grand exchange is like this big instead of trading with people directly you're like i have 100 cowhide and I want to sell it for 28 gold each. And then the game goes, okay, yeah, sure. We'll see who's looking for cowhide for 28 gold. And it'll, like, give, like, this person's like, I want to buy eight cowhide for 28 gold. And then it'll be like, okay, well, here's eight of those sold. And you know what I mean? And it'll slowly yeah. give you the money back. But before you had to do that, everyone would just, like, just Google the Varrock shop in RuneScape. And it's just a million words coming out it's saying like and they're like purple and rainbow and they're floating and it's like buying cowhides 28 gold <laughs> each buying cowhide you know what i mean makes you think of uh, that's how like, you to do the old stock market like the old stock market like videos where they're all on the floor just yelling like buying this you know sell that that's you know? exactly what it was it was the meme it's like it's like how did you learn how to trade stocks and then it's a picture of the fucking the Minecraft. the banks <laughs> Or no, not Minecraft, uh, RuneScape. Uh, yeah. RuneScape, yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about Darkest Dungeon, or do you want to just... Uh, I feel like I need more time with it, because right now I have gone in quite a few hours. Like I think probably around six hours or so, which is pretty good for just starting a game. But before I can really have an opinion, I think I need more time. It is very good, though, because it sounds like you're yeah, having a lot I'm of fun. I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, so, anything interesting going on with you before we move on to the game? No, not really. Been listening to a new book. It's about a guy who survived the Holocaust, so that's very cheerful. Whoa. He talks about being in Auschwitz, and uh, so I'm uh, I, I'm in a pretty jolly mood, you know. I thought my life sucked, and it uh, doesn't seem like it sucks so bad anymore. Doesn't make me any less sad, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for bringing that energy in here. Really appreciate it. So, have you read Mouse? No, but I know what you're talking. It's like M A U S, and it's like a, 
it, uh, it's like a mouse with like a German uniform on or something like that. No, are you? The mouse is Polish, and he's a Jew. And is it Polish? Yeah, I think so. Well, I don't know the lore. I'm just <laughs> in, my, in my brain's eye, I can see the picture. And it's based on a true story, mostly with some fabrication. And it's it's a comic. It's all based on this Holocaust survivor too. And it's so funny because in the book, it's framed as a son going to his father and saying, hey, I want to write down your stories about the Holocaust because people want to know your story. And his dad is a real jerk about it and doesn't really want to talk about it. And is all around just a real grump and everybody hates him, even though he because, you know, he's actually suffered quite a bit uh, based on his stories. (laughs) And that's just how they the thing with the mouse is all the Jewish people are mice. Uh, the Germans are all cats, and the Americans are dogs. They look like mostly German shepherds, which seems like a, a weird twist, I know. And it's funny because the Englishmen look like bulldogs. And <laughs> it's just like a whole thing where they go through the war from the Holocaust point of view. It's 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 pretty rough. <laughs> like, it's a rough time. Definitely recommend it. Not for kids, though. So, Holocaust stories aside... All right, Nave, let me line things up a bit. So, have you ever heard of Kid Boga? Yeah. I'll let you explain it, though. You have? I fucking love Kid Boga. Awesome. Because I just found him, like, two days ago, and I love him so much. So, Kid Boga, he's a dude, and, uh, like, I'm not sure how to describe him exactly. Oh, he's a a scam baiter. That's what he calls himself. Where Mm. there's all these mostly Indian scammers who will call and try to scam little old ladies and people that aren't very computer aware out of their money. And the scams that they do, incredibly simple. Basically, it comes down to they call somebody and they're like, hey, like this, it seems to be the same one every time, too. It's always this refund scam they love to do. They have a script for it. <laughs> like, hey, your antivirus just expired. It expired early or something like that. For whatever reason, we need to give you a refund. And meanwhile, you here in America are like, whoa, awesome, easy money. They're going to give me a refund. Where are you from? We're from Microsoft. And it's like, oh, awesome. Microsoft's going to give me money because my antivirus expired. I need you to install a remote desktop application. So like Desk Anywhere or Primo Desk, which lets them control your mouse, control your computer. Basically, see your screen. They see everything. Yeah. And then they will say, all right, now log into your bank account which already a bad move. And they'll be like, don't worry. This is a proprietary secure server. I can't see any of your information. Just go ahead and log in. So then they watch you log in. They probably have key loggers installed. So they see everything you're typing. You log in. Uh, They then will look at your account and be like, okay, awesome. Uh, Time to add the money in. They then will open up command prompt and run like, netstat or ip config or something like that usually what they what they'll do is they'll they have a program that just makes your screen black somehow so you can't they can't see that they're doing the command prompt thing and also before they do anything they'll be like can you get a pen of paper please oh yeah okay why do i need a pen and paper they're like we just need you to get a pen and paper and then they'll ask you to write down the total of your of your bank account because what they're going to go do is they're going to go into the uh, the command prompt and just change the number there so that it looks like they gave you like 
it's like okay, I need, I'm getting five hundred dollars from this refund. They'll give you, it, they'll change it to where it looks like they gave you five thousand dollars instead yeah. of five hundred dollars. But first, they make it look like it's your fault too, because they're like, <laughs> they're like, okay, uh, we got you know your bank account is open, awesome. We have command prompt open, which command prompt has nothing to do with your bank at all. And he's like, okay, so uh, just I need you to type in five hundred right here in the command prompt. And of course, they're like, okay. Five zero zero. Instantly, the scammer will then hit zero again and hit enter, and so it'll go from five hundred to five thousand. And he'll be like, and "Oh no! Like, oh no! You know, I'm gonna lose my job. My babies are gonna starve because they're gonna fire me because I accidentally refunded you five thousand dollars. Look!" And then he'll cut back to your bank screen where he edited the HTML page to say five thousand dollars more instead of five hundred. And then instantly you as the, you know, the victim are like, oh, no, all of a sudden I have $5,000 more. And then they either go like the sad route where it's like, please, you need to send this money back to me. And it's like, please send it back to me. And then you'll send them, you know, $4,500 or whatever back to them. And then they get the money. Or they go the angry route and they're like, I'm calling the IRS and the you know FTC right now, and they're going to arrest <laughs> you if you don't pay. I'm from Microsoft. Anyways, back to our, the, the initial guy, Kid Boga. This guy, all he does is bait him. He'll put on a voice changer, pretend to be an old lady, and he will just waste their time for so many hours. And he just streams it on Twitch, posts it on YouTube, and it's crazy to see the clock just going up in the corner because he always has it. And he's like... I've been working with this same scammer for seven hours now where this guy will spend seven hours on the phone <laughs> pretending to be an old lady, talking to some Indian guy, getting him to try to scam him. And he'll like do little workarounds to mess with him whenever the guy like, OK, when they put up the black screen so they can't see him, he'll do stuff like he'll move the mouse a little bit or he'll do something because they're still trying to use his computer, but he'll push buttons and they'll just be like, ma'am, please stop pushing your buttons. I'm restarting your computer. If you push buttons, it'll crash your computer. And he, he's like, and he, yeah, like, I don't understand. He'll be like, it's my computer. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you say so Sonny? My favorite, though, is, yeah. yeah. He's a performance artist, it's so man. Good. It's literal At one point, art he what made he's doing. a script that had a, um, a goose that would walk across the screen. I don't know if you saw it. But the yeah, he's like I've been yeah, hacked by hacks. a goose. He puts and a virus on his thing. Yeah, and the goose will the grab the so mouse and the pull it away. The scammers are trying to scam him, but they need the mouse so they can click on stuff on the guy's computer. But the goose keeps grabbing the mouse and dragging it across the screen, and they're like in the middle of trying to you know edit his bank account, which he, he set up his own fake bank that was called like. Oh, he's got so many different. He's got yeah. like a fake apple account he's got our fake fake like apple screen it's like complete websites that look exactly like the old it's the, so the regular funny. websites and it's awesome he talks about it like oh you know he's like this is all virtual machine and everything and i think it's crazy because i'm in the middle of my cyber class and we just covered virtualization and so i'm like oh i actually i made one of these in class today like we did whole like computer and server virtualization. We made our own little mini computer boxes inside our computers. And it's just funny because like instantly they're like, if it gets to the point where they're like, okay, we can't get money out of this guy time to burn it all down. The scammers will then try to basically 
brick their computer and say, if you don't pay me. Yeah, syskey. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to delete all the services and make your computer restart so that you'll have to basically reinstall Windows to get it to work, which will wipe all your content. And they're like, you will pay me now. And he's like, it's a virtual machine. Like, I, I was going to reboot it anyways. <laughs> and he always has, like, he always reboots it with a new dumb background or weird apps. Like, he's like, he's got old school RuneScape, like, three times in a row on his little app screen and stuff like that. It's like, what are you doing? The best thing, too, is that you can see him. Like, you physically see him in the corner of the screen at yeah. all times. He's like green or, screen. And he has... Him. He has a whole bunch of different, like, backgrounds. Like, there's sometimes – when they're explaining shit to him, he'll go – and he'll make the background where he's a little – a person in the classroom. Oh, that was my and favorite. he's just sitting there. He's sitting yeah. there thinking, hmm. Yes. You know, just listening to the same thing he's heard a thousand times, this <laughs> dumb explanation for why they need to get into his bank account and or stuff like that. Or they'll pull up, net, like, Netstat, which shows all your TCP connections, which I just learned about that too. And it's like these are all the basically normal network connections. Just your computer being pinged on the network. And he's like, look at all these foreign addresses connecting to your computer. And he's like in the classroom <laughs> shaking his head. He's like, yeah, that's a lot of connections. And it's like these are normal connections. Like anybody's computer is going to have these same connections. How many of these videos have you seen? I've watched like, like – Are you watching them on YouTube? Yes, I'm watching them on YouTube, and I've seen like so many of them. The whole time I'm playing Pokemon, Dude. I'm watching these videos. They're so good. There's. Did you see the one where the scammer has a change of heart? No, I have to watch that. Oh, man. The scammer is just like, you know what? I was going to scam you, but I don't even want – I don't think it's worth it anymore. And the guy is like, what? And he's like, yeah, I, this job sucks, man. You have no idea how bad I feel here. And he's like – he cha- turns the vo- – because he's like playing as an old lady, and he turns the voice bot off. And he's like, dude, are you being serious with me right now? Like just talking to him for real? <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, I just – I hate this job so much. I don't like scamming people. It hurts my soul. It makes me feel awful. And I'm just – he's like – like oh, you can't <laughs> see me on the webcam. But he is so absolutely shocked. Like he doesn't know what to do. He's like, he's like, dude, everything you're saying right now, I'm so sorry that y- you have this badge. It's like they have a heart-to-heart because Kid Bogus is such a good guy, dude. He's like a, such a nice person yeah. actually. Because I watch a couple of those guys. You can find – once you watch a whole bunch on YouTube, you'll get recommended like uh, two other guys. Yeah, it's like Spicy Shrimp or something. Or they're, they're, a lot of the people who do the same thing Kit Moga does, they're very mean about it. <laughs> they are not nice about this stuff. Like they are actively destroying their computers. Like yeah. they're siskeying people all the time. Like there's this one I watched, which is very funny by the way because fuck these guys. I don't care. But um, <laughs> the, the guy – uh, he siskied his computer, and then he keeps calling the place, and they're like, you know, fuck your mother, or fuck your mother, oh or, you know, I have sex with your mother. That's always they're always talking about his mom, their moms. But he's like, he's like, put the other guy on the phone, that idiot that I just siskied, put that retard on the phone. <laughs> and then the guy gets on the phone, and he's like, hey, he's like, hey, just get back on my computer, I promise, I promise, just get back on my computer. And he gets back on his computer with another computer, and he siskies him again. <laughs> oh, he siskied no. him twice in one night. The same guy. He was so angry. Because he's like, I'm going to let you do whatever you want to do. Because he's like, on a virtual machine, obviously. Yeah. So the guy's trying to siskey him back, but it doesn't matter because he's on a virtual machine. Oh my oh, god, gosh. he gets siskied twice in one night. It's wonderful. Yep, I like how you're like, we need to stay on the rails today by 30 minutes. We need to be in the... And I just looked down. Yeah, uh, it's time to move on then. How about we take a quick break? <laughs> and 
and we're back. This week, or the last two weeks really, off and on we've been playing a new game called State of Decay. Well, new to us, we this game is pretty old. It's like two, two or three years old, I think. Yes, it we, is old. We both played this game when it first came out. And we played it for a little bit, but then we kind of moved on because we were playing a lot of like League of Legends and stuff, and this was more of more or less just like a distraction. Yeah. Um, but now that we're actively trying to play other games, not the same ones over and over, this was a, a pretty fun and interesting experience for me at least. Uh, the State of Decay games are they're like open world zombie survival games, and they're third person. They're not really they're they, I mean they're shooters a little bit, but for the most part you're going to be using melee combat. It's kind of like a you're kind of scrounging for resources constantly, and that's yeah. how that's the whole loop of the game, depending on what you're trying to do. <clears throat> There's a couple of different paths it looks like you can play in the game, but we only explored one, and that was really just going through the what the story mission was telling us to do. Yeah, we definitely so beat this game. Do you want to talk about the uh, developers? Yeah, this was made by Undead Labs. You know what games they're famous for? State of Decay. Yes, State of Decay 1, which we played State of Decay 2. I don't know how State of Decay 1 was, but State of Decay 2, pretty good. And first one is more or less the same. It, it is very good. I, I beat the shit out of the first one. But it was only like an indie game, so I think it was like back when those games only had 200 gamer score. Dang, really? Yeah, so you know I liked the game because I, I was a whore for that gamer score back then. And they're working on State of Decay 3, or I think it was announced at E3, old Easter... Adventure was it? It's in words. I don't. I don't think it was. A, I don't think it was at last this year's E3. And last year there wasn't an E3, but I think it was at the one before that. Okay. So they've been working on the new one for a while, and they're still putting out new content for the second one, which is pretty wild. Literally today, today an update happened, <laughs> and it added a bunch of shit. Yeah, a lot of quality life changes. Yeah, I was playing it. Uh, before that's what you had, you had to pry me off of the game. I was like just working on my own town, which uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, they they added the feature to where you can have a sidearm now. So before you equip a blade, or, or I mean, you equip a melee weapon, you equip a ranged weapon, and then you have your last line of defense weapon, which only which you only ever use if your melee weapon breaks, which happened to me today. It was horrifying. Oh, I never, I didn't have that happen at all. Yeah, I don't know if they made the game harder or something, but I'm playing it right now by myself with nobody around. So the whole time we played together, you know, we were both together. I don't know if it's just way harder when you're by yourself or if there's somehow might. I don't know if the update changed the difficulty or something. I don't know. Because I'm on normal just like you are. So, yeah. And I am having a hard time by myself. Shit, what was I saying? Oh, they added to where you can have a sidearm now. So now you can have two ranged weapons equipped as long as one of them is like a pistol or something like that. It makes it a lot easier to survive, which is good because my characters are dying. Of course, you're taking up more inventory space. Now, the sidearm itself doesn't take up inventory space. It's in its own equipped slot. Mm -hmm. But you probably want bullets, right? So you're going to have two piles of bullets now instead of just one pile of bullets in your pocket. Which is, uh, I mean, it's not crazy bad. Especially if you're dragging around one of your dudes from your society. I don't remember. Your little, your enclave. Your little enclave. Yeah. Yep. Which, Undead Labs... So they, they're definitely supporting their products, which I appreciate in a world where Mass Effect Andromeda was dropped from support was like two months after release. Still incredibly upset about it. Yeah. We'll never forgive them, probably. <laughs> so 
uh, Undead Labs, my research, they just really want to make zombie games. I was just trying to find out more about these people because their studio just seemed to pop up. Uh, they started looking for publishers to support them. You know, game developers make the game. Publishers pay for them so they can be published. And from what they said in one interview, they wanted to make zombie games. And they ended up choosing Microsoft as their publisher because Microsoft said they could make zombie games. Because apparently every other publisher just wanted to make Warcraft clones. Not surprised. Yeah, that's some bad trend that you see with a lot of publishers. They start chasing the big money. Mm-hmm. So whatever the big money is, like right now it's Battle the Royale. Fortnite model. Yep. Well, it was it was Battle Royale. I did say the Fortnite model, but I mean, it, less Battle Royale, more of like the free with the Battle Pass thing. It's like, if you think about like Bioshock 2, and who publishes that? EA, I think? Yes, They're EA. like, you have to have a multiplayer so that you have to put a multiplayer in this game so that we can put a a pass in there so that if you buy the game new you have the pass but if you buy the game used you have to pay like twenty dollars to access the multiplayer and everybody wants to have multiplayer so they that's what they were doing and then it was like okay now that's bad whatever okay so how about the season pass how about we just sell you all the dlc right up front at like a five ten percent discount but you know you're paying for content that you don't have so you're giving us money and then we're going to give you content on the line this still exists now so i mean it's not horribly egregious especially it's like it's like doom eternal battle has the has the season pass i'm gonna play doom eternal give me the season pass just give me give me that give me that i want to i want to support that anyways but it's like other games when you're looking at i can't think of any other game with a season pass no i I just keep thinking about the um the seasonal games though uh what was it called um the Telltale games, how they would come out in blocks. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was its own little kind of business model, though. Like they did with Hitman as well. Hitman Hitman did well with it. Oh, Episodic um, Telltale Gaming. kind of died. That's what it's called. Yeah, Episodic. Uh, like Life is Strange also. Those are the only ones, I think. Telltale died by the sword on that one. What was it, Hitman? Hitman did amazing, but I don't think they're making Hitman anymore. I think they stopped. What was it, Eidos left? Uh, uh-huh. Square Enix or something? I don't know that one. Yeah, I, I think Hitman is shelved right now. I don't know. There's a lot of content in 3 anyways. So I was just going to bring it back to our boys at Undead Labs. Really sticking with their game. I like to see that in a studio. Yeah, and this last, latest update, free. Yeah, that's I just awesome. turned the game on. It just updated itself. And I had a friend who I was like, I kind of want to have. His name is Jesse. I was like, I kind of want to have him on here because I know he plays this game a lot. But I couldn't. Fi- we couldn't figure it out. Like I was like recording today, and I just haven't heard back from him. So I was like, okay, well, I guess we're not doing this. But um, he was talking to me about it. He was like, he, he knows a lot about the game. He was like, oh, well, they're doing this and this, and then he's he's like, what does your settlement look like? What are your characters like? And I was like, oh, I'm still playing from my original settlement when the game first came out. And he's like, you should definitely just start a new settlement right now. Like just abandon those characters <laughs> and then really? start a new one. Because they're going to be so much better. I was like, what? Will they really? Am I? Because it's like, I don't even remember if this is what the characters were like when they first were there. I don't know if anything's added to them or anything's changed. If like, So if there's a bunch of different like awesome perks you can have, and I'm stuck with the OG characters. It's like, That's funny. maybe I should change my fucking... Yeah, no wonder you're maybe. dying. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting annihilated. I got the blood plague on one of my characters, and I brought him back and immediately went out with a new character and got the blood plug again oh, and man. got some random guy I enlisted killed. And so I was like, I got home. I was like, please let this guy not have the blood plug anymore. And he didn't. And so I was like, okay, good. Get out of here. Get out of here. He's like, but I'm not, I'm not healthy yet. And I'm like, get out of here. I have two <laughs> hours to live. 
I got to get this blood plague gone. Which, when we played through it, we played through it on my game, and you were just basically a assisting presence. Like, you just kind of joined in. It only took <clears> us, like, seven hours to clear the whole game. But this game is supposed to be one where you beat the game, you go to New Game Plus, you play through that, and you just keep playing. You go through it over and over and over again. Yeah, it's more or less a game that you're just supposed to replay, and it's it's like procedurally generated kind of thing, but I think there's like four or five different settlements that you can go to, and it just kind of procedurally generates shit inside of there. Generally, the experience is the same, but you just have so much more stuff to explore and loot and do stuff. Yeah. Most of the game is supposed to be about slowly making your settlement bigger until the point where you need to go find a bigger like location. And you move to that location and then start slowly rebuilding your settlement again with all of the resources that you've been accumulating from scavenging everything around you. As far as the game is concerned that way, I think this game is perfect. I absolutely love the experience of scavenging. It was definitely gimped when you're playing co-op. Not for who... Okay, so I guess we should... We hit on it a little bit, but when you play co-op, you don't actually play together in the conventional sense you're both in the same environment but it's owned by whoever the host is so mm-hmm. i was playing in philip's game and i was getting really barely anything out of this the things i would get are all the places that you can loot when you go into a store it'll say like you can loot six places in this store somewhere and so i'm like okay cool that'll be for the host now, for whoever's in there, if he has six, I'll have one or two places to loot. And then I never have anything good. Like, I never have anything game-changing. I'm never going to find an AK. I'm never going to find grenades. I'm always It's always going to be parts or, like, painkillers or something. Yeah, like, which, something small. And you so always that donated can... those to my settlement anyways when you got them, too. Well, no, not the small things. The Only the big... So, when you're looting, you can get, like, a rucksack full of medication... Or a rucksack full of food or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if I ever had those rucksacks and I put them into my – if I – if you whenever you go normally to put the stuff into your settlement, instead it would go into the host's settlement. Yeah. So if I wanted that food, which I don't know – I don't know what kind of food is in there. I've never broke – you can break the rucksacks down. So if there's an ammo rucksack, you can break it down and it will give you like 9mm ammo or something. If I ever wanted that ammo, I could take that ammo by that like that way. Otherwise, it would go into your settlement, which is no big deal because it gives you like a boost in influence, which influences the currency of the game. It'll give you a boost in influence. So I was always just giving you the rucksacks. It didn't really matter. And then everything else I was putting into my my stash because it's like we were at the same time getting painkillers and getting ammo and stuff. It's just that you were getting at a way faster rate. So often you would be like, hey, do you need a gun? Because he would notice I'm running up and punching them <laughs> yeah. all the time. And it's because I'm not getting as much ammo nearly as fast as he is. So he'll be like, here, take this uh, P- take the, not P90, take this MP5. Here's some 9mm rounds. I don't know if that's the correct caliber for an MP5. But I'll, you'll be like, here, take these, <laughs> please. I need you to help me not die. And so I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm using a baseball bat because I'm afraid to use my guns. It kind of horseshoed me into – because now I'm in my own game, and I think at any given time in your game, you had, like, maybe a thousand influence. You, yeah. We were constantly sweating for I that was influence. so, so low that you can, on influence. I'm in my game. I have, like, 19,000 influence. Oh I am just 
buying everything I see. I'm like, give me, I'm just, it's like, I'm a dictator now. I'm just like, give me all your food and all your medicine. And they're just like, yeah, sure. It's because you're a cool guy. I heard. You helped out that other guy. (laughs) Yeah. There are perks to helping someone else out. It's just that you're not progressing in your own settlement. So now that Philip's done, he's like done with the game. I'm playing by myself on my game and I am still at the beginning. So I had my, my first house with my four guys who are really awesome because, oh, yeah, so your characters can level up as well. So the more you shoot, the better they are at shooting and melee and running and all that all that jazz. So my characters are like hardened badasses except for one, the guy that keeps almost dying. Everyone else, is they're getting injured and they need to, they need to rest, but – and I let one get the blood plague too, which just sucks – Everyone else is just a hardened badass, and I just have this one rookie that I'm constantly having to play with because I'm so scared of losing my real my real players. Yeah, because there's permanent death for your characters in this. Yeah, so if your characters die, they become a zombie, and you just lose you just lose that guy. You just lose that mouth, which is one less mouth to feed. But it doesn't seem to be like you don't seem to be straining for resources in this game. Oh, not at all. Especially with two of us. Like I never ran out of resources. Instead, if you get too many resources. You don't have enough places to put it, so instead they just kind of throw it on the ground, and then they call you up on the radio <laughs> when you're out gathering more resources, saying, oh, we left those bullets on the ground and they expired. And you're like, how did that happen? But it didn't matter. <laughs> it's just like, they would just complain to you. They're like, we need to build more storage. And you're like, well, we have you seen our house? Like, we had so many resources, <laughs> I maxed out everything. We can't give more storage. There's a whole lot of crafting and base building mechanics in the game that we really just kind of glazed over. I feel like mostly because I was there waiting for you to get done with whatever the hell you were doing. Yeah, so it's you like, were constantly I'm navigating like, okay, let's menus, just keep going. and you're just like watching my people train. You're like, look at these guys yeah. over here, just punching the air, because I'm like, all right, guys, go train, train your your melee. So they all go stand in the center of one room and just start shadow boxing. They're all just like throwing punches together. And it's like the middle and of I'm the zone. I'm just zon- standing in between them, just <laughs> crouching yeah. up and down. <laughs> like, God, it looks so dumb. If we narrow down the game mechanics to what we experienced, there was base management, killing zombies, and driving. And that's all we were doing, it felt like. Uh, it's There's a character, my main guy, he has a skill for gardening. Yeah. So I think you can do that. I don't know what that is because I haven't. It's part of base energy. You gotta it. build a garden. In my game, I'm at like a very small house with nothing. But I, I was, I spent like an hour and a half playing, and I was like, I do not know how Philip was uh, recruiting people. And if you want to get a bigger house, you have there's a minimum to how many people have to be in your enclave. So since I only have four, I'm stuck. I'm relegated to these t- this tiny little house. <laughs> and so my, my all of my food and medicine and stuff's always going expired because I have no more space to put a warehouse or anything. I know now. I figured it out. I still haven't gotten around to getting a new character. But I was like just desperately doing side missions hoping that they'd be like, I'm going to join your team now. Because I didn't realize how much you were doing while I was just running around beating zombies. <laughs> There's face. a lot of menus. Yeah, if you're playing as the co-op partner, then you aren't really doing anything other than making sure that your uh, host does not get killed. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of level system where your account will level up the more that you play in other people's worlds. And I don't know how it works. I don't even know how to access it. But I got like five levels when what? I went back into my world on the solo on the solo world. It was like you leveled up, you leveled up, you leveled up. It just kept po- uh, popping up. 
and giving me a bunch of extra shit, like giving me new weapons and shit. I was That's like, awesome. oh, this is really cool. Um, yeah, I did not see that at all because I was the selfish host the whole time. Yeah. Apparently, there's a whole bunch of new stuff in this update. It's like now play, you, there are things that you have to clear called plague hearts in this game. There's usually like six or eight of them. I don't remember how many in the world whenever you go to a new world. I don't know if there's more or less if you change the difficulty too. There probably is. Apparently now, if you move to a new city, all of the plague hearts, they have a giant radius around them that just completely stop you from building settlements or anything before you clear that. Mm-hmm. So you can't – it's like it literally is a hard barrier that stops you from settling in the in the area. It's like – that's just one random thing I remember besides the obvious you can ha- now have a sidearm, which is amazing. Yeah, sounds very convenient. Instead of going into your menu, going down, selecting a gun, pressing X to equip it going out of the menu and then reloading it and then using it to kill the zombie that's probably already killed you by this point. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I want to use the crossbow. But you get one shot with the crossbow and then you don't have time to reload. And so I'm like, if only I could fire my crossbow and then switch to a sidearm. They finally fixed it <laughs> after two days of me complaining. The um, I'm having problems now remembering what we've talked about already. Because we're, cause we're doing like this glaze over... Yeah, a lot of thing, a lot of topics at once. So let's deep dive into how we actually were, what we're doing when we were playing. So we had to basically secure our region because my character was a warlord, so he wanted to kill all the plague hearts and be the number one enclave. Yeah, he he was like, "This is my territory, so you bow to me or you leave or we'll kill you." And Which, so we ran around being uh, terrible people yeah, we were to everyone. real jerks, and it didn't seem to make sense. And then apparently, like, we found a sticky note on one of the people we killed, maybe, or something, that said, hey, there's a big bad group that's coming in, and they're going to be the real warlords, and nothing's going to stop them. And we were like, who? I've never heard of seeing these guys at all. It's like, oh, they're holed up in the old hospital up on the hill. We go up there, and there's like two dudes, and we killed them. And it's like, were those guys? Is that them? <laughs> and it's like, awesome, we did it. Finish clearing out the plague hearts and we can call this area cleared, I guess. So we each had like a truck for a while where we would drive our own truck and we would just caravan across the map because I was in a mountain region that had a canyon and a river. And it was so annoying because you just drive. And we spent most of the game driving point to point. We would go to a plague heart. We would then kill the plague heart, get partially infected with blood sickness from the blood, the blood heart, you know. And then we're like, oh no, now I have to go back and cure my blood sickness and switch characters so my character doesn't die. So we would drive back to base, switch characters, re-gear our gear because all our good gear was on our other character, do some base management, drop off any supplies we had gathered. Then we would load up in our trucks, and caravan once again across the map to clear out another blood heart. <laughs> and we did that for seven hours. One thing that I wanted to say about the Warlord missions, I wonder if we actually took time to do side quests and help out the other enclaves if they wouldn't have forced us to kill them, you know? Oh, yeah, because there was always two mine, options. It was like, surrender, and, and they're like, no, and I'm like, then die. Yeah, it's like, surrender and then die, or surrender and then get out, or something, yeah. you know? In my game, I have this military enclave right next to my house, and they're they're all marksmen, so they're invaluable to have around. 
So I, I just – and since I'm playing by myself, I'm suffering. But I just keep going over there and asking one of them to follow me. With, like you have to pay 100 influence. But, I mean, I have like That's 1,900 nothing. now. So I'm like, come with me. And one of them died just recently. The last thing I did was uh, get that guy killed before I started this podcast. So it makes me wonder because my character's a warlord as well, the guy that I elected the leader. And so I'm going to have mm-hmm. to do that to my enclaves on my town. But it's like, what will happen if I go to those military guys and go, hey, this is my territory now, so get out? Will they just join me since I actually have been helping them out this whole time? Because I was under the influence that I was go- they were going to just get recruited into my place if I just kept them happy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I which I can't on know. my playthrough, we didn't do any of the the friend quests. Like there were, you would always get these little radio calls saying, "Hey, we need help over here," and I'm like, "Nave, ignore that message." <laughs> and I'm just looting a fucking gas station, going, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that was the other thing is like you would just run off and start looting buildings. Where I'm like, I get that you don't get any loot. So you were basically in like survival mode, saying, "Please, I need to find four more nine millimeter <laughs> yeah. bullets." Meanwhile, I'm like, dude, my pockets have been full for like a you know last thirty minutes. Can we go back to base? I'm just like because we were like tethered together. Yeah, we, you can't get wait, you can't get crazy far away from each other. So whoever the host is, you rubber band back to them if you get too far away, which is kind of nice because what would end up happening is he would be like, okay, I'm bored, and you would drive like you would drive off towards your base, and I'd be like, okay, if you get too far away, stop and let me get in my car. And I would just start looting buildings, yeah. just desperately scavenging for ammo because I'm running out. And then it would tell you. It'd be like, hey, you're getting too far away from the host. And so I'd be like, all right, Philip, stop, Philip, stop, Philip, stop. And then I would go and get in my car, and then you would just drive off, and I would just teleport to you in my car. Yeah. Then I would just be like, okay, cool. Now I've got, like, six extra bullets, and <laughs> I'm also here. I don't have to drive. make the drive. How much of that base management did you actually do? Because I haven't really done any yet. Because my, like I said, my I base is completely full already. Like we, I switched bases, I think three separate times. Each time I went in and I set up each point, leveled up each point to it's like max level, because I had so many supplies. Because me and you were both constantly dropping mm. off supplies. Because every time we get our pockets full, we'd be like, run back to base real quick, heal up, drop off all our gear, and I would basically refrain from picking up any weapons or anything. And I would only focus on getting base supplies because I'm like, the machete I have is good enough. Like, because we never had problems with combat. I think maybe once or twice we had a couple close calls, but we never died. We never got too overwhelmed by the enemies. So all I focused on was gathering base supplies so I can max everything out. No problem. I don't know how it's going to be for you at playing yeah, single seems player to be... where you have to actually manage my weapons. My game seems to be a lot harder. For no reason, because we're on the same difficulty and everything, but, like, I saw it, I witnessed a death related to zombies. I was like, that guy got, he got overwhelmed and killed by the zombies. I was like, okay, well, and I'm almost dead. I was using him as, like, a, I ran away, like, oh, God, I just need to breathe (laughs) for a second. I have the blood plague, I need to manage, like, I think when you get the blood plague, it, it makes you act like you're exhausted already, even though you have energy. Yeah. So, like, you're swinging, like, uh, just pathetic little swings. One thing that I really miss, and that's what you were saying, you, we had this caravan going on. Because at first, I was just hopping in your truck, and we would just drive in one truck. But then, after a while, I was like, why don't I just get a second truck? And then we have twice as much storage. And then we were like, Yeah, because we you could like, throw it in the trunk. We'd have to use two gas cans, which turned out to never fucking come up. Never matter, ever. Yeah, there, we always had gas. It didn't yeah. matter. And so, it's like... 
we would have this little caravan we were driving around. I wish I could just tell the guy, I'd like, hey, get in that car and follow me. Like, that would be amazing if you could do that with the NPCs. But uh, I don't think you can. I mean, if you can, then I need to Google that and make sure, Google that and find out. Yeah. But it was so convenient. We would just have so much crap to bring back to the to the, uh, to the place, to the house. Which the caravan, I complain about the driving because there was a lot of it. But the vehicle hijinks were my favorite part of the game. Because this game does not have optimized driving, I would say. The driving works. You can drive across the map. The vehicles handle okay. This isn't Burnout Paradise. <laughs> but it is so funny because like there were so many times where I'm just like, okay, I'm so tired of driving on these roads. Because you have a mini-map, but it's zoomed in so far that you can't really see where you are on the mini-map. So then you got to switch to the map screen and then look and be like, oh, I need to turn left up here. And then you go back to the mini-map and you're like, oh, I need to turn left. Oh, no, I turned too soon. This isn't the right road. And it's like, oh, my gosh. So I would just like, all right, I'm going through the woods. And then next thing you know, we're just off-roading, climbing up mountains. <laughs> and the game's just like letting us. Like our cars are magnetically stuck to the ground. So we are driving on angles we should not be able to be driving on. It's like there's no way you could drive up a dirt hill that is this steep in a, a repair van. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like it's you know, a cable truck, a cable van. Yeah. It didn't make sense at all. and Or we're, like, wrapping around a mountain, and we are full-on kilter, like, driving diagonally up the side of this mountain. It's like, this shouldn't be possible. We should roll I right made now. A, uh, a, a clip on Xbox where I got tethered to you, like I was teleporting to you, and the first thing I saw was you careening down the side of a mountain and then get stuck <laughs> immediately on this piece of concrete. And I'm like, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, yeah I've got this. And you're just slowly turning as the car's <laughs> wheels are barely touching the ground anymore. And then eventually you just fall yeah. careen off of the side of the wall. I'm like, what is happening? And then I rolled and landed straight up. And it's like, oh, no, we got to be careful because this is a zombie survival game. There's a limited number of vehicles. we got to repair them and keep them in good condition. No. You drive two feet, there's another car that you could drive. And we're like, oh, look, there's a new truck. You want to Well, upgrade? to be fair – those vans that we had had eight spots of storage rather than six, and we never found any more. Yeah. We found those two. And every other vehicle after that was like the shitty pickup truck from the 70s. And then there was uh, the awesome yeah, pickup truck. It could only hold six items. Yeah. And they all did and handle differently. Like that pickup truck really was shitty. Like the moment I could get a new vehicle. Yeah, I never drove the 70s It was terrible. Truck. It was slow. It took a long time to start up. It didn't turn very well. Like if you use those vans that have eight slots, the trade-off is that those vans – basically those vans handle the same way as the pickup truck, only the pickup's a little worse. And so those vans didn't turn very good. And I know that now because I just switched out my uh, – there's like a modern pickup truck, and I had that modern pickup truck, and that thing turns on a fucking dime. You can do donuts in that thing, easy peasy, like do donuts killing zombies and stuff. In this new van, you cannot turn for shit. So if you're killing zombies, you're going back and forth, back and forth like a sander. <laughs> yeah, that's the move. But um, Which do you want to talk about uh, the ultimate zombie killing skill? The door? Car door? The door. Yeah, the car door. I was so surprised. Like, I think I was driving, and we're sitting in the car, and out of nowhere, the door opens up on your side. And I'm like, is he about to jump out? And then you close it again. And then you open it. And next thing you're going like, <laughs> just, 
plop, 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 like, like <laughs> slamming the door. Like, like, and all of a sudden, a couple zombies come up, and you're just like, pop, pop, and just like punching the zombies with the car door. And I'm like, what is that? And you're like, press X. And I'm like, oh. and then I do it. Next thing you know, we're both just constantly like swinging our doors open and close. And what is even funnier is next time we got a AI assistant to follow us for a quest, the AI got in my car, and Abe got in his car. We're driving along. And the AI starts doing it too, and she just starts bashing zombies with the door as we're driving by, and it's like, oh my god, this is so stupid. The funny things you do with the car, it's just goofy. Like, when we found out we can turn the headlights on and off, I would be driving in front of you, and then all of a, like, I could see everything around me, and then all of a sudden, total darkness. And then the light, total darkness, and then the light. <laughs> I'm just, like, flashing my brights at him as I'm, like, trying to pass him. We learned how to honk. You started honking the horn. Yeah. And so I would be I would be uh, looting a gas station or something, and I would just hear you honking in the distance. (laughs) Yeah. There was, like, no distance cap. As long as you're not out of tether or whatever, I could be all the way back at home base, and you could be looting a gas station halfway across the map, and I would honk. And there was always a minimum volume that it would not go lower than. So you just hear, like, way off in the distance. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Because you would do it to me, too, where you're, like, ready to go. constantly. <laughs> just holding the horn. Yeah, I was, was like, like oh I wonder God. if this horn ever stops working. And I just held it down for, like, two minutes straight as we drove across <laughs> the whole damn map. And you're just like, nave, please. Yeah. <laughs> nave, please. <laughs> Oh, and that's just it, is like the game's like, oh, you gotta be careful with sound. Because when you search a box, you can do it quickly, where you might make noise, or you can do it slowly, where it'll be quiet. Or when you're, and if you make a noise, it sends out a big sonar pulse on your minimap. <clears throat> and it's like, oh crud, I hope no one heard that. And your character always says something like, I need to be more careful. I never did the slow search on a single what's, box. Uh, what's amazing, which also is like, I don't know what's going on in your game. I don't know if your game was bugged or something. But when I was in my game, I was doing the fast search, and I and the character I had had wits all the way maxed out, which is like the more levels you have of the wits skill, the better you are at searching fast. So like the least likely you're going to make a ton of noise. But I made a ton of noise once after clearing a house, and I was like, whatever. Nothing ever comes of it. And then I got assaulted by like five blood zombies instantly. <laughs> and I was like... What? I was like, ah, 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 just fighting in this house, like <laughs> trying to not get the blood plague. Like I was genuinely shocked because yeah. in your game, nothing ever came of it. But in my game, it was horrible. Yeah. It was horrifying. And and that was before I was enlisting the help of a stranger all the time. And so, but yeah, the horn will attract zombies. Would send out a sonar pulse. And so yeah. it's like if you're doing an infestation, you just get outside the building and just hold the horn down. All the zombies will come out to you. <laughs> well, you're supposed to go in yeah. there and fight them, which is a death trap sometimes. That's one of the close calls you were talking about. We had this. We were pretty high on our uh, our uh, ability to not die. And we went in to do an yep. infestation because you needed like 50 influence or something for something. I don't remember. And I kicked open the door and there was like 19 zombies in there. And I immediately got grabbed by two of them. And I was just like, oh no, what is going to happen here? Which it didn't really matter because you just turned around and shot them with your AK or whatever the hell you had. (laughs) Yeah, because I had an actual Yeah, I was using like a crossbow and trying to find and scavenge all of my arrows I shot or all my bolts. But I got messed up in that fight. I was like, ah, that was scary actually. For a second there, I was like, I don't think we can beat this area. And then I forgot you had an assault rifle. So I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll have an assault rifle one day. 
All right, Nave, are you ready to move on to final reviews? Are we already done? Oh, shit, we've been talking for an hour. So before we hit the final reviews, though, let's take a quick break. <clears throat> All right, Nave. Let's say you have a friend, and he's like, "Hey, I really want to play a co-op game with zombies in it. What would you recommend? Would you recommend State of Decay 2? If you had Game Pass, then yeah. I've, this always loops back around, so that's the generic answer. But um, there's a couple of zombie games on there. World War Z is on there. Uh, it depends on what if what I would ask. Do you want to kill zombies, or do you want to be in a zombie sandbox? Zon, zombie sandbox. Did I fuck that up or did I say that right? You said it right the first time. <laughs> I sa- in my head, I thought I said zombie sandbox. Zombie sand, sandbox. Okay, well, tell me more about your zombie sandbox. Well, um, this is the zombie sandbox I would recommend. Well, is Dead is Dead Rising 3 on Game Pass? No. Okay, because I would say I would probably recommend Dead Rising over State of Decay, just depending on what... So it's like... It's like a scale, right? Like, ten being I just want to kill zombies, one being I want the, a simulation of being in a zombie environment. If they want – if they, the closer yeah. to one you get, the more I recommend this game. The closer to ten you get, the more I'm like, go play World War Z or Back for Blood that's coming out in October. And if you're somewhere in the middle, Dead Rising is a happy medium because there's a lot of, like, goofy crafting shenanigans you can do. There's a, there's a more complex level-up system in this game, but that's more focused on a solo experience. You can co-op those games as well, but it's still focused on you, your character, whereas this game is you have a, a society – <laughs> you have a little Deep. enclave of people, and you're constantly switching between them. So it's like four to like seven or eight you can have, right? And they all have each individual skills. Some of them have unique skills. I think you can train unique skills as well uh, if you have books. I have like mm-hmm. 12 books in my locker, and I never used any of them because I didn't know what they did. So I just, I've just been collecting them. Yeah. So you have all of these characters, and they all have their individual perks. And whenever you level them up, they have three influence levels. So at first they're a recruit, then they're a civilian, and then they're a hero. And once you get them to hero, they unlock a secondary perk. When they're a hero, you can elect them as the leader of your little place. Both of us have warlords, so and I've already done it with you. I should have waited and elected a different person, because my other two heroes are builders. Probably would have wanted to, because I want to see the building myself anyways because i never got to mess with it since i was the co-op partner it's a very short game we probably could have beat this game faster before we realized there's only like three or four story missions all together and then you move on to the next place that's not really what the game is about though it's more about the act of looting and scavenging and it's not like looting like borderlands loot or world of warcraft loot it's like digging through trash to find bullets and going oh good well i needed nine millimeter i was running out that kind of looting. And it's kind of like what we talked about in Rock Band, where you can get into almost a zen-like state of just going house to house, get the loot, get in your car, go back, then go to a new spot, get some loot, put it in the car, go to a new spot, get some loot until you're full, and then go back. The map is not that big. The map is pretty manageable as long as you, you know, you're going to have vehicles to, do, to use. You're going to have all of that. The game's not punishing as long as you're the diff like we both for full disclosure are playing on normal there's like five difficulty sliders and we're playing normal all the way down and we never really changed that so 
we never really had to struggle too much. I'm struggling now, like I said before, but I mean, I think that may just be because I'm in solo. So you kind of get this, like, there are there are special infected we never touched on, right? There are there are unique zombie types. Have you ever even seen a juggernaut? Nope, never came. I've up seen once. two now even in my solo this game. Is, oh, is it game changing? It, it, they're horrible. That's probably because it was the it was probably why that last random character I had died was because I I fought a juggernaut. I wasted all my ammo. I was like, holy shit, that thing was scary. And then I drove off, and we did a plague heart, and he died after the plague heart. The, the juggernaut was ridiculous. And I was like, I've never seen one of these before. And then on my way back, I saw another one. I was like, what? what? And they will stop your car. You cannot run these motherfuckers over. They will, oh, no. They the will car break the best your weapons. car if you run into them. Like, your car gets obliterated like i hit the guy going backwards it blew my doors off like i had one door on my, <laughs> oh my car God. left whenever i got back to my base i was like <gasps> so those things do not mess around if you remember the e3 reveal trailer they show off the juggernaut the juggernaut kills somebody in the e3 trailer because he's like a big badass character he's like a tank basically from uh, left for dead yeah well yeah just things like that make me just curious because i could see your difficulty when i was in your game and it's just like mine it's just normal 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 all the way down so something's different something feels weird but i don't know i do recommend the game though a lot it's not the best kind of zombie game but if you have that itch to organize stuff or to simulate a uh what are they called? The a little community, like a community simulator where you're building gardens and stuff yeah. and making sure everyone's fed. This is interesting, and I'm definitely looking forward to what their third game brings because the first game, the difference between this second game and the first game, it's leaps and bounds. Like if you go back and play the first game, you're going to imagine it's like garbage compared to this one because this one exists all of the quality of life that you get from this. So I'm I'm imagining that the third State of Decay is going to have some pretty awesome base building mechanics and stuff like that. A lot more in-detail uh, leveling up systems. Nice, well said. So for my review of State of Decay 2, I would come in and say, bad game. My first feelings on it, whenever we played it back in the day, I'm like, oh, this looks too complicated. This is like complicated Left 4 Dead. I don't want to play this. Like I'm not trying to think. I'm just trying to kill zombies, just like you said. Yeah. But now that I actually got into it and started playing, I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing, but it almost feels too simple at this point. Maybe it was just how easy I had it, because we never really had to struggle for anything, except for what's called influence Yeah, the points, influence we which never had. We had to kill, like, ten more zombies so I could get enough points to upgrade my house so I could build a boxing ring to complete one of my missions. And I'm like, what are these quests? Like, these are... The question like, kill the Plague Hearts. All right, get in the car. Drive to the Plague Hearts. We'll have fun carpooling on the way. Once we get there, we'll kill some zombies. It's pretty fun. But then we got to drive back. And I'm like, oh, great. The drive back. I really don't want to drive back to our house. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting so tired of this. It took us seven hours to complete all the story missions. That's not a lot of time in a game. We play games that are like 40-plus hours a lot of the times. We spend more time playing Ocarina of Time, where we spent... 16 to almost 20 hours in that Yeah, but one. if you eliminate the water-based temples, then it's about it's, oh it's, it's, it's comparable. <laughs> yeah. So this game, I was definitely having bad feelings towards, but after getting through it, 
into the end and saying like, okay, we completed the story mode. We're good to record. I do feel like I want to play more. Like initially negative, but this is the twist. I want to play more of it because I want it to be good. There were so many points where I saw on the map where it was like infestation, Nave. There's an infestation at this hospital. That sounds so cool. I've started thinking back to Left 4 Dead, where there's a whole Mercy yeah, hospital that level. One of the best. And I'm like, we are going to go breach and clear this hospital. Me and you, Nave, brothers in arms. <laughs> We're going to take down these zombies. We're going to free the region from these evil zombies. Let's do it. We go in there. The hospital's one room. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> we God. We obliterate them. Like, you instantly shut me down. And I'm like, so we kill the six zombies in the waiting room. And then we loot the hospital. And I'm like, this is so close to what I want. They just need to make... I almost want, like, dungeons on the map. A lot of the things can be addressed that you said, like, the game is too easy. We can always replay it with a higher difficulty. Yeah. And you said we only played it for, like, five hours for the story. Well, there's a DLC that we actually didn't get around to playing called Heartland or Homeland or something like that. And I was talking to Jesse, and he was like, oh, you probably don't want to play that because it's more like just story. So it's just a bunch of story missions rather than all of the exploration and stuff. That sounds like what Philip kind of wanted, <laughs> like, actually, because there's no story. <laughs> and it's I think it's supposed to be like that because it's supposed to be one of those make-your-own story kind of games. Whenever It's like a sandbox. 100%. But I think that DLC is supposed to be a straight-through campaign. I don't know because I haven't played any of it yet. But it's like, so we can play it at a harder difficulty. We can play the DLC, so that's completely new content. But also, if you go to a new town, that's also new content. Like, the difference between yeah. my town and Phillip's town, it's it's pretty spectacular. Like, I'm lost in my place, because I'll get to a place where I think I know where I'm at, and then I'll be driving in the wrong direction for, like, five minutes, and I'm like, where am I? What's going on? And I thought that I was driving through, like, a crossroads in your place, but I was at a crossroads in mine. And, like, I just saw the crossroads, and since we've been playing together, I'm just like, oh, I know I turn left here and we get to his house. And I'll just be driving to the to the ocean or something. I'm like, oh, the fuck, I'm lost now. The map system could be better. There, It made me really miss the GPS oh, game. Like, like, you know, Grand Theft Auto, you make a marker and it's a G- literal GPS. Yeah, it, like, shows the yeah, road. I stopped. Like, oh, just turn left up here. Towards That's the end, I stopped. Give me a single uh, arrow marking what i want to go to and i would mark the crossroad instead i'd be like when i get to this marker i need to turn left and so i would do that and usually i only need to do that once or twice a trip you shouldn't have to do that it should should be a little bit easier to read no like i'm hoping like if the game is a little bit more user friendly and a little bit harder like i'm sure we can just turn the difficulty up but there's no way you can know that going into any game it's like it's not like dark souls where there's one difficulty and it's just like, hey, you can beat this on there, and that's it. Instead, it's like, here's five different difficulties on four different scales. And I'm like, I don't know how I should flip any of these. Because it's like, resource consumption, resource availability, em- enemy difficulty, number of... Like, it was just like so many different sliders, and I'm like, I'll just go with normal. Mm. It, nor- that should be what the game developers recommend. I should be able to yeah, play through and this. I think that it should be like normal too, because you can import your characters and your community to a new save file, like a literal new game plus. And so I think that's when you're supposed to bump the difficulty up rather than bump the difficulty up immediately. I mean, if you're one of those hardcore Zelda Breath of the Wild, go straight to Ganon's castle kind of person. Yeah, with three yeah, hearts. Yeah, screw that. Yeah. Um, you got to give them credit for the customization at least of like your personal difficulty you know like there's a lot of like yeah things you can uh edit in there so i would recommend this to another person 
But if the game feels too easy for you in the first like two hours, turn to the difficulty. Don't expect clearing large amounts of zombies. This really comes down to fighting maybe at most 15 to 20 zombies at one time. And then from there... I was going to say, I wouldn't say in the first two hours. I would say in the first two hours, if you feel this too easy, go straight to a play cart and see what happens. And if you die, okay, then yeah. it's not too easy. It's just that you're not to the hard part yet. But if, if you kill the play cart and you only have like a 22 pistol... It, it, yeah, maybe turn the difficulty up. Maybe you're a little bit too pro-MLG for normal difficulty. Because we were definitely <laughs> running through it with both of us. Yeah. But what gets me is, like, this game definitely leans towards the zombies are scary scale. Like, of course, you know, like, oh, zombies are horror games kind of, mm-hmm. you know, type deal. You look at Dead Rising. Super goofy. Zombies are not scary. You look at Resident Evil. Eh, zombies are a little scary, but they're also super goofy, and your character is literally a superhero that can punch boulders in half if you're Chris <laughs> you Redfield. You get your arm cut off, and you're just like, herb. <laughs> totally <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> yeah. Let me put this green stuff on it. Yeah, and so, like, zombies aren't scary anymore, just in popular culture. This game, if they cranked up the difficulty, they could make six zombies in a room look scary. The Walking Dead situation. Dude, when I was saying that when I was looting that thing and I alerted zombies and I turned around and there were five zombies in the room with me, I was genuinely – like I wasn't joking. I was screaming when that happened. I thought my character was dead. Yeah. It was like my second best character. I thought I literally killed myself. And and it was horrifying. If I didn't have a grenade, which wasn't a good idea either, but um, if I didn't have that grenade, I don't know what – because I was going to get grabbed and messed up. It can be scary. Like, the time when that guy died, like, right before I started recording, I was freaking out. Because I was like, I had to make a decision. Do I go out there and try and fight those things, or do I waste all my ammo shooting this plague heart? Because, you know, when you break kill a plague heart, it kills all of the blood zombies around you. So I'm like, I think yeah. I need to try and kill this plague heart because I'm running out of ammo. I was relying on that guy's ammo to help me break, kill this plague heart. Like I said, right before then, I had just wasted all my ammo on a juggernaut. I ended up running out of ammo and having to melee it to death, and I'm in a corner of a room. So if those zombies got to me in time, I'd be dead. So I was like, I think I'm going to try and kill this play card. I think it's worth it. And I ended up killing it, but I still got infected with the blood play because I did get mobbed while I was trying to kill that heart. And it was freaky. It was like... I had real... I was like standing in front of the TV like, oh god, what do I do? Squeezing my fucking elite controller for dear life. Take me out of here. So my recommendation, if you want a spooky, semi-realistic zombie simulator, play this game. This is probably the game you've been looking for as far as zombie games go. Yeah, if you've, if you've ever played Left 4 Dead and go, how come they never eat food? <laughs> this is probably the game you want to play. <laughs> like, why don't they ever poop? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So play the game. It's worth playing. So this is where we would do our mailer feedback. But once again, we don't have any mail this week. Very sad. You know what, Nave? Maybe we should just cancel the pod. Yeah, maybe we should. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, if we don't get any mailer feedback, we're going to cancel the pod next week. So mail in to gaminggetogetherpod at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or Twitter. Have you checked Otherwise, the Twitter? You know. I'm going to go look at the Twitter right now. I don't check the Twitter. I know, it. I know it's you? me so that's supposed to no, we don't have anything. Oh, no. I the got pod your, is on the chopping block. Get you excited like we actually had something? Yeah, I was hyped for a second. <laughs> what are we going to play for our next game? Hmm. Let me think. 
We still have Torchlight so we have and Morrowind and stuff. Torchlight, Morrowind. I really, I'm feeling the Morrowind. Morrowind's good. Uh, when does Diablo 2 come out? Because I don't... No so idea. it's like, I think it comes out in like August, doesn't it? Hold on, let's Google the Google. Diablo 2 Xbox. Uh, September. So that's pretty far away. Because um, I was like, I don't want to do Torchlight and then pretty soon after that do Diablo. You know? So I was like trying to yeah. imagine. It's like, I want to do Left 4 Dead 2... But we need to do it, like, soon. Because I don't want it to be next to the Back for Blood episode. Because I will <laughs> look at that and my OCD will get angry. I was like, so we can we can probably still do Left 4 Dead 2. Regards of playing games, Morrowind's looking better and better by the by the day. And we also have Wasteland 3, possibly. Because neither of us have tried to connect on that one. How do you... I don't know. I did not... How do you feel about rescinding our decision on League of Legends? I feel like we'd more do a retrospective on that yeah, one. Yeah, like a retrospective, but just talking about the game as a cooperative experience, even though it is inherently competitive. Talking about yeah, like planes it. and stuff. Because I, I've been looking at a friend of both of ours, Victor. I've been trying to squeeze him in, and the only games we've ever played together. So it would be one of these games. It would either be League of Legends, which is what he's absolutely most familiar with. He still is constantly playing that game. In yeah, fact, it would be me and you being old players and then him talking about the new meta. That would be a, a dynamic we could have. Also, he would be able to do Left 4 Dead, which I want to do with William instead. So either William or Caleb. The last games would be the Behemoth games, which he's played Castle Crashers and Battle Block Theater through with me. And that would also be like a mm-hmm. retrospective. I would like to replay those games together, but like we could also do a retrospective on... Because Castle Crashers and Battle Block... They're very simple and easy. You don't know pit people. That would probably be more like me talking about it. But the Behemoth games are amazing. We could talk about Alien Hominid also. All of the Behemoth games have co-op. Yeah. It's a perfect for an episode. Or you know what a big twist would be? What if we played Save Decay 2 again and talked about it in two weeks? Well, I mean, it's our podcast. <laughs> we get to We get to make the yeah. rules. And with that, I think we need to call it here. Thanks for listening to Gaming Together Podcast, co-op partners. Hopefully we can play a game again next week. Bye. Adios.